Hello everyone and welcome to your NARSA weekly update for the week commencing Monday the 3rd of July 2023. July already, oh my word. It's Gary here again and I hope that you had a terrific week and now that we're actually in July we start to get to be excited for Rangers forthcoming season. This month we actually have some games that we'll get to see and we'll get to see our new players in action in their, in their new strips. And at the very end of this month, then we are truly in a position to be able to be looking forward to the first game of the 2023-2024 season. So this month we have we have Newcastle at home, which is Alan McGregor's testimonial. I'm sure you remember, and that's on Tuesday the 18th of July with a 2:45 p.m. Eastern Standard Time kickoff. That's 7:45 p.m. UK time, and then that's followed up quite quickly actually with another home friendly against Hamburg, and that's on the Saturday following Alan McGregor's testimonial, and that's on Saturday July the 22nd with a 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time kickoff, 3 p.m. UK and then our what appears to be our final friendly before the season starts in earnest in early August is away to Hoffenheim and that is on Saturday the 29th of July with a 10.30am Eastern Standard Time kickoff that's 3.30pm in the UK and that seems to be it in terms of formal pre-season games anyway the ones that we know about for right now I can't really see where they would fit other games in to be honest with you and with the players now back for pre-season I think this is like day two maybe day three of of pre-season I suspect that we're going to start to see and hear more from the club in terms of training and interviews and footage and such and it's it's starting to get exciting uh, to get to, to this set or uh, this stage of the preparations for the season and and we get an opportunity to start to really kind of dream about what next season is going to bring us I think and, and I'm really 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 looking forward to that in terms of content for the pod for this week, a wee bit of RTV stuff coming up here, and then some conventions, some communications, and then that will do it for the week. So for RTV, we are still working through the analytics of the survey responses that, that we had that closed at the end of last month there. And we hope to meet with David Melvin from RTV a little bit later this week and to share what we have to keep the conversations going, of course, and then just see where that's going to take us. We've also... Uh, we're also in the process of, of analysing the clubs that didn't respond. We've got, we gave everyone two avenues to respond. One would have been to, to respond to the email that came out from Sandra Hawthorne, the NASA secretary, and the other one would have been to contact Alan McWatt directly. And we just have to kind of smash both of those together. We had a wee bit of a dialogue about that on Saturday morning just to get that organised. And I think there's about seven or eight clubs, something like that, that uh, didn't respond um, and didn't provide any input to that. So as I mentioned last week, we're going to have to give ourselves an opportunity to, to contact those clubs, get, get what their preferences are, and then move forward. And as you know from what I said last week, this is the part that we really love, just chasing the clubs that couldn't be bothered responding. I'm glad we actually don't have anything else to do on behalf of our membership right now because this means that we can really dedicate some serious time to chasing them down and it keeps us nice and busy and gives us a wee bit of a sense of self-worth that we're actually doing something meaningful for the membership. Aye, okay. So that's what we're going to plan to do. We don't actually have the meeting organised with David Melvin just yet. So we'll maybe, we'll maybe try and organise that. Um, I'll maybe throw him a quick note a little bit later today. 
if we can. And once we have everything, we'll then collate all that information and see what the model or what the potential models could look like for next season in terms of the admin and financial management support from NARSA on behalf of our membership to to Rangers and Rangers TV and to, to see what that looks like as we go forward. So more to come on that in the, the coming weeks, but I, I truly hope that the freedom and flexibility that we have introduced for each club is recognised, as understood, of course, as the main thing, and then that we'll be able to continue to work with and, and foster a relationship with RTV as we go forward. As well, four shout-outs for this week. I did want to start with a, a best of luck message to our friends at Orsa who will be celebrating their annual convention in Bangkok, Thailand this week. I believe it starts in, in Wednesday of, of this week and their itinerary is somewhat similar to Narsa's and it, and it looks like an action-packed few days, almost a week actually. And their VIPs that they've confirmed that I was checking out yesterday when I was putting my show notes together are Colin Steen, Dave Smith, Stuart Monroe, Craig Moore and Lorenzo Amoruso. Now, I believe that all of them are going to be present at the convention and, and they do, of course, have their virtual Q&A with, without going. Managing Director Stuart Robertson and incoming CEO James Bisgrove, which I mentioned at some point, I can't remember, maybe a month or so ago, I can't remember exactly when that was, but all in all, it sounds like a brilliant time. And the reason I say that I believe all of them are going to be present, because I do believe they've got some kind of virtual stuff going on as well, so maybe not every single one of them are physically going to be in Bangkok, but I'm, I'm not 100% sure about that, I couldn't quite decipher that from uh, from the website um, that I'd looked at and uh, from some of the social media stuff that I'd seen as well. And talking about Orsa, on a, on a similar vein, I did want to pass on sincere condolences to, to my main contact at Orsa, and that's the Orsa secretary, Ange McLennan, on the passing of her mother recently. The funeral is this Wednesday um, back home at the Woodside Crematorium in Paisley. Uh, I'm assuming it's Paisley, unless there's another Woodside Crematorium somewhere else in Scotland. And unfortunately, Ange had to miss out on the, the Orsa convention this year, obviously, to be able to go home and say goodbye to her mum it's it's such a shame and i was i was sharing with Ange in a, in a private conversation that it seems that, that both of our mums passed in somewhat similar circumstances having suffered with dementia for for quite some time before um, the, the passing it still doesn't make the passing any easier at all by the way and i'm sure folks out there who have been affected by that horrible disease we would know that as well and and i was you know pers personally in a, in a similar situation last year with my dad's passing uh, very close to the convention uh, where i wasn't sure if i would be able to attend las vegas 2022 our convention as i just wasn't sure what the when the funeral was going to be and i didn't quite realize at the time that there was flexibility in organizing the dates um, of, of a funeral uh, to be very honest so uh, anyway on on behalf of, of narsa uh, once again i'd like to pass on our sincere condolences and i hope everything goes well for you on wednesday and and on a similarly somber note it would be remiss of me not to and to comment or mention the, the one-year anniversary of the goalies passing, and that was yesterday, the 2nd of July. I literally cannot believe that that is one year already. It's absolutely incredible how time, time flies, isn't it? So, yeah, one year, one year on. So, once again, RIP, the goalie, you were an absolute legend for our wonderful club. Here's a wee bit of a funky one for you. I was chatting with... And with family on the weekend and with Leo last week and we 
so what actually happened was we were talking about Leo is doing volunteering this summer at the local sports centre and he was kind of grumping about the fact that um, he's 14 right now so he doesn't actually he's not able to get paid there until he's 16 and so lamenting the fact that he's doing all this work for free I tried to explain to him this is volunteering this will give you an idea of what the workplace is like it gives you experience it looks really good on your CV all that sort of thing pretty much falling on deaf ears to be dead honest so so what I said was well maybe we should have a countdown for when you're actually 16 and when you can actually get a, a paying job at Westside Rec it's called so he's 16 on the 10th of May 2025 so each week if you don't mind indulging me it'll be very quick I'm going to give you a countdown every week kind of like I do for the NASA conventions until he gets to that for no other reason other than my niece Chloe thought it would be quite funny so I can officially confirm that it is 677 days and 96 weeks until he's 16 and then he can stop the volunteering and start earning and at that point I'm pretty sure it will be about time and all that sort of thing. I hope he doesn't listen to this. In fact, I know for a fact he doesn't listen to this because that's quite depressing. 677 days and 96 weeks, oh my word. Anywho, finally on the shout-outs, actually not finally on the shout-outs, I didn't actually say this in the introduction today, but happy Canada Day to all Blue Noses in Canada, which was this past Saturday, the 1st of July, and for tomorrow, for all the Blue Noses in the United States of America, happy Independence Day, happy 4th of July as well. Both are, are recognised holidays, so it's kind of interesting because we are off today in, in Canada because it, fought, it fell on a weekend and everyone's off in the States tomorrow so we're off today, they're off tomorrow so it's kind of kind of close together and sometimes it's not that. So that gives me the luxury I've been able to record a wee bit earlier today and it's right now it's 12.23pm. So yeah, happy Canada Day, happy 4th of July as well. Now finally on the shoutouts, I'd like to say congratulations, I think. I think it's congratulations to former manager Stephen Gerrard, who, I guess it was just today, was just appointed manager of the Saudi Arabian side. I'm going to butcher this. Al Etifak? Etifak? I don't know. Al Etifak. My understanding is that he initially rejected an approach last month sometime, and then they rolled in the gold-plated bin lorries full of £50 notes and suddenly he was very interested and then he was confirmed. It really, really is interesting to see what the Saudis are doing and, and the players that they are attracting right now. It all To me, it all seems a wee bit haphazard. It seems um, a little bit um, scatty and, and chaotic, but truly, what, what do I really know? Nothing, actually. But it has all the hallmarks, to me anyway, of that mess that happened with... The, the live golf endeavour that the Saudi backed and people jumping all over the place for money and the like and then it all kind of fell apart didn't it and it just yeah as I say a wee bit unstructured and you know I guess it will seem like that until something else progressive happens and, and I know that they are looking at yeah, one or two players from the East End as well so if they come and give them some money and weaken that side maybe that's a good thing overall who knows but uh, yeah, who knows where it's going to go from here, but congratulations, I think, to Stevie G on his massive payout. <laughs> I mean, that's really all it is, isn't it? Anyway, so for NARSA 2024, I can officially confirm that it is 332 days and 47 weeks until NARSA 2024 in New York. Now, that's assuming that we can confirm the dates of the 30th of May to the 1st of June 2024, which, to be absolutely super clear, are not formally confirmed yet. 
as I mentioned last week and maybe over the last couple of weeks, we are working with our preferred hotel in New York City and we did feedback our first pass comments on the first draft contract that was shared and comments and questions. And we were hoping to have their responses back on Friday past, last Friday there, but the hotel, man hotel management messaged us to, to say that they were just slammed and... And I think that obviously because that's maybe the, the, the long weekend traffic or something like that. I don't know what's going on down there, but um, they just didn't get to everything that, that we had um, asked them. And they've got a wee bit of research and uh, further research to do and some answers to get for us. So they did confirm that they'll get back to us on Wednesday of this week. Now, I don't know if that will be Wednesday of this week where we get everything back or Wednesday where they'll give us an idea of when they'll get back to us. But Wednesday was the promised date. And this is essentially the process we follow, folks, until we can land on a, a mutually agreeable contract, you know, for, for all parties involved. And it kind of highlights to me what really goes on in, in important negotiations such as this. So when, so, which then you would think should make me more patient when it looks like Rangers are very, very slow in the transfer market, but... But no, it doesn't actually work like that for me. I have literally zero patience <laughs> for that side of things. And, you know, like most other fans, I suspect, as soon as I hear a name and hear, you know, who he is, what he's about, you know, what he can maybe bring to the club, but my impatience muscle goes into full hyper-irrational mode and I get annoyed and frustrated that things are taking so bloody long. Do as I say, don't do as I do, Rangers, and all that kind of th stuff. But, you know, it does it does give me an appreciation for that. I've been involved in negotiations for a number of years now, so I, I should, as I say, get a wee bit more mature and a wee bit better at that. But I just, I don't have any patience when it comes to our club. A wee bit more patience when it comes to Narsa, but not for Rangers Football Club. Thank you very much. On to our communications front for this week. After the... The real flurry of activity this last week when the club were confirming a few key appointments in the in the boardroom and the backroom staff, um, it was decidedly quieter. But of course, when Rangers are around, there's no such thing as a as a known news week. So we did um, have a have a download of the recent CEO fans forum, um, the the loan signing, of course, of uh, Abdallah Sima from Brighton and. The, the biggie for us, for all fans across the world, was the confirmation of the 2023-24 season fixtures that were announced just on Friday past there. So let's start with the, the CEO forum. In, in attendance at this was, it was hosted by communications, head of communications, Nick Thompson, attended by incoming CEO, James Bisgrove, Greg Marshall, our, our head of fan engagement and SLO sounds like a wee promotion there for David eh, for David for, for Greg we've then got David Milburn the customer service manager Natalie Nairn the head of retail and events Robert Boyle the head of digital and content John McFarlane the facilities manager John Spears the disability access officer and Josh Hollywood what a name that is eh Josh Hollywood the head of hospitality as well and the really cool thing about this for me was the the transparency around it. If you if you go to the website, you'll see the meeting minutes. To be honest, the meeting minutes were a wee bit longer than I'd recommend making them going forward. It was almost kind of like verbatim what was said, and that's not what we need. We just need like the question that was asked, the, the main points of the highlights of the answer, and then and then just kind of get to the point a wee bit more. But this is the first time, and, and I could see why they would do that. But the meeting minutes are there, and then there's also a 10-minute YouTube video on what it was about, how it was organised, little snippets of some of the answers or some of the dialogue that was taking place between both the, the audience asking questions and some of the answers that uh, various members of the panel were, were given as well. I'm not going to dissect 
everything that was covered uh, you can you can read that on your own you probably already have but some of the some of the main highlights were and they talked about information on stadium expansion, they talked about the museum and trophy room, the stadium facilities, the singing section moves, catering, online supporter or customer journeys, match day experience, particularly away days, and was, was the, the kind of theme of the question, revenue opportunities, accessible parking, corporate travel to away games, I think that was more for European games, the ticketing, ticketing app and uh, safe standing, supporters with reduced mobility, Walters, an update on the Walter Smith statue, uh, discussions around commercial strategies, global engagement, and the Ibrox disaster memorial, hospitality pricing, internal recruitment, kind of what we talked about a wee bit last week there. So yeah, it seemed like a like a packed night. And if those things if those things are of, of interest to you, then follow the link on the blurb that I'll put up with the link on that, just to the kind of main page, and then you can just navigate it there. There's a whole bunch of photos and stuff like that as well there, just to give you an idea of what that was. So very well covered by the media folks, and the. Uh, at Rangers as well so but yeah if you're interested um, I, I assume by now most probably have seen it I, I personally think it's a very solid start for the club and something that, that James Wilkin to James Bisgrove that is will continue to leverage going forward and it, and it forms one part of the overall supporters engagement strategy that was communicated last month as well so going forward I suspect they'll get better and not that this one was bad in any way I don't think and, and more pointed and more fruitful in terms of of the dialogue that takes place the information that's shared but overall yeah great start so congratulations and well done to to everyone on that it looked like a great night I wish I was back home for stuff like that I did ask if there was a possibility to be able to have access to that remotely you know live at the time but it wasn't something that's that's on the radar for right now. I'm going to skip over, somewhat skip over the, the signing of, of Seymour from Brighton, other than to say, quite honestly, folks, I don't remember him at all from, from when he played against us for, I think it was Slavia Prague, but the two main things that stick out for me for this signing, number one, and a lot of people have been saying this, Brighton are just a player recruitment machine these days. They didn't didn't seem to skip a beat at all when, when Graham Potter left them. In fact, they actually almost got stronger uh, when he left them to go to, to Chelsea. And they they seem to be kind of like, almost like the, the new revamped Southampton in terms of finding, nurturing and selling on talent, um, which, is, which is great. But more importantly, number two is this guy is already a winner. He's, he's won the, the championship um, with, with Slavia and he knows what it takes. And that's, that's a big, big deal. And, and he's got tremendous experience already. And he's only twenty two, so that can only be a good thing for us. So other than that, I'll just I'll just leave it. I don't talk too too much about the players on this particular pod. Um, but onto the the fixtures, you know how exciting is this time? I just you know I just love it. I think I say this every year, run about this um, this time. But I believe that we've all got our own routines around this time a year. And for me, it's of course looking at who we play first and next and next and next to to connect. A, a gauge of sort of you know how, how the start of the season could go for us then I look at who we play close to my birthday then I look at who we play on Boxing Day although there isn't a game on Boxing Day this season and I'm not 100% sure I don't know if we had a, a Boxing Day game last year I didn't I didn't actually check that out before I started recording today but I think we didn't have a Boxing Day game last year which is a wee bit of a downer because it's a wee bit part of the part of the kind of you know the, the fixture um, schedule for us and a little bit of a, of a routine run about the festive period then, of course, looking at when the old firm games are, 
and uh, when the pre-split fixtures end as well. And then I revisit it a number of times to make sure I read it right in the first in the first place to fill in the gaps that I didn't really explore in my first, second, third and fourth passes. And then I'm truly back in game mode and I suspect most have a somewhat similar process or view on it and, and are just as excited as I am as well. So yeah, I mean, we are just over a month away from, from heading down to... Uh, to, to Rugby Park and Kilmarnock and we've got a bit of a decent kickoff that time or that day, a, de a decent kickoff time that day I should say, sorry, um, for that as well so that's uh, that's very exciting for all concerned as well you know what folks, that will do it for this week, as always I'd like to take this opportunity to thank you very very much and please um, do, please do share it with whomever you think might enjoy it I did mention last week that I was going to try and use my new equipment I am literally using the new equipment today so if you have any comments, queries, questions or concerns on the quality of the audio or anything like that if it's good, if you like it, if it's just the same if you don't notice a difference or if it's worse please by all means get in touch and, and let me know because I'm, I'm really wanting, as I say, to take this a wee bit more seriously have a lot more consistency in terms of the quality that you'll receive so that your, your, your listening pleasure is as good as it possibly can be until next week here's to another progressive week for the club it looks like um, we're, we're going to have an, at least one more signing uh, kind of pending here in the next couple of days and then maybe one or two more you never know and uh, that'll do it yeah so until next week you please do take care of yourself and all the very best okay cheerio